You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, this morning. I'd like to welcome back on the program, Cruzy McCalligan for our midweek audio column. Cruzy, good morning to you. Good morning to you. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. I've been contemplating probably a month or so ago now. We had a, quite a few rainstorms, as you'll remember. Yes. Um, you know, it was a, it was a, a dark time physically because of the, the rain the and rain. the weather and yeah. also the destruction caused by it. Always makes me feel quite heartened, though after those things because it's incredible to see how our city bounces back I think we've got some incredibly hardworking people in Hong Kong Absolutely. that work to, to make these things happen anyway <clears throat> this had reignited my interest in Hong Kong drainage <laughs> you laugh but I actually find it super interesting I'm laughing because I like yeah. reignited, reignited. So. <laughs> well years ago there was a drainage systems open day and I couldn't make it and I, I couldn't go and I was so excited and um, my now husband but boyfriend at the time because this was about 10 years ago I was like oh I'd love to go with you and that's how I knew he was the one yeah. <laughs> he was going to go to an open day for the drainage services department with me anyway I don't know if they've come up again if you hear about them please yeah, let me know, yeah, we'll let you know. I find it fascinating it is. Um, so I'm talking about it a little bit because Hong Kong's quite unique in our drainage services and I mean I've, I've, I've over the years I've worked with quite a lot of like engineering departments and universities and stuff and it's always fascinating to me like engineers people who work in these arenas are such interesting people and they're so clever and their work doesn't seem super exciting or super sexy because it's <clears throat> drainage but it, or, is. But it is yeah Ooh. Um, <clears throat> so like uh, the drainage services department only was established in 1989 yeah, you're joking. Yeah, and it's it's so the main reason we have drainage services department is charged with the task of wastewater treatment and storm water storm water drainage, which protects Hong Kong citizens against flooding and provides us with proper sewage services. So it's a really really interesting idea. Basically, um, if we look at the history of Hong Kong's drainage infrastructure, it's had like a century of development. Um, so in the latter, in the 1850s, so the latter half of the 19th century, Hong Kong had a combined drainage and sewerage system. So this was where stormwater was used to wash away sewage into water bodies. So into, I mean, maybe we had rivers in Hong Kong in the 1850s, I'm not sure, um, but basically into our ocean. Now, at the time, in 1850s, we had a population of less than 100,000 people. Wow, which is amazing just thinking about that yeah right? and now we're like seven point something yeah now million the domestic sewage caused by less than a hundred thousand people doesn't have that much of an ecological imp uh, an impact. impact on the ecology of rivers and coasts so to the average citizen rainstorms were more of a concern than sewage discharge because you know there's not enough people for this to be pretty disgusting um now by the 1900s the urban population really really grew and to tackle hygienic issues arising from this, this combined system the government began to build the separate drainage and sewage systems so split this okay then in the 1950s and 60s, the drainage system couldn't catch up with the decades of societal development. So our population kind of has exploded. So industrial development took off in the city, you know, factories and farms that we had unleashed a torrent of sewage, which was often directly discharged into rivers and the sea without a lot of treatment, which is pretty revolting. And in addition, there were several kind of new towns that were developed. So a lot of soil ground surface was um also creating runoff, which creates massive problems with flooding, especially if you're adding concrete to areas that gets into the flooding system, things can't drain properly. 
You're like, I'm captivated. I'm captivated, I'm Maureen. Captivated. I find this so interesting. Um, now, in 1956, the first sewage screening plant was commissioned in Anchor Street in Kowloon, which was a major milestone for the city's sewage development service. Because then by the 70s and 80s, the government had this large-scale territorial land drainage and flood control strategy study. So they kind of had this first-of-its-kind idea to formulate long-term plans for the drainage development of Hong Kong. Now... I know what you're thinking. Cruz, am I really that interested in the long-term drainage development plans of Hong Kong? Yes. This is 1970s and 80s. Because, you know, Hong Kong is full of slopes, and it, if the water doesn't drain, it'll flood. Like, we saw that. Yep. We, we did see that. We and saw even this. Now, yeah. Absolutely. And so, of course, you know... Especially when the drains are all blocked with leaves and, and, and various rubbish and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And you could already see by the 70s and 80s, our population was growing so much, mm. so, so much, that... It's amazing there were people, like, you know, many of you find out that I'm so glad there were people doing this job thinking, but where will all the poo go? You know, essentially, or like what happens when it rains a lot for all these places? I'm so glad there were people thinking about this because that was like, a, we've had like a, a century of this. They planned, they built, they reviewed, they kept trying to improve it to the fact that today we have uh, drainage and sewage systems totaling over 4,500 kilometers in length. Okay. Now, this is also like constantly being reviewed and updated as we've just seen. But this is so interesting. Um, now, the other thing I always found interesting, which I, is one of those facts I tell people who are like new to Hong Kong or visiting Hong Kong, is that did you know there are tunnels under Hong Kong that you could drive a double-decker bus down just for water from the rain? Have you ever told people that fact? <laughs> no, like, I haven't. Oh, really? Actually, You're like, a... I don't keep my drainage <laughs> yeah. facts so close to <laughs> my sleeves, Cruz. <laughs> Well, you're missing a trick. Um, but yeah, so actually, this is amazing. We have a groundbreaking 3.8 billion, um, or sorry, rather 30 billion Hong Kong dollars, 30 billion Hong Kong dollars this cost, drainage network. And it's a tunnel that runs nearly the length of Hong Kong Island. And this saved the city from floods that decades ago really were costing people their lives, causing huge widespread destruction. And now we have this incredible... Um, this incredible project, network, this drainage yeah. network. Now, this tunnel intercepts about one third of the rainfall for the northern Hong Kong area, right? So there's about 34 intake points and all the intercepted water will be diverted into the tunnel and carried all the way to the sea. Like, it's kind of mind-blowing. And if you try and, and look it up... that's incredibly important because we're always getting the Northern New Territory flooding warning that area is low-lying, so mm -hmm. it's easy to flood. So that was so necessary. Wow. Absolutely. And, and so they had these two vast tunnel boring machines that took five years. They started in 2007, and this sort of 10.5-kilometer-long tunnel, which is about half the length of Manhattan Island, okay, like it solved this really basic but pressing problem, which is rain. And, of course, the interesting thing is that, you know, Hong Kong receives about 2,400 millimeters of rain a year, um, and 80% of that water falls in just a few months. Now, we're already seeing the effects of climate change in the more extreme patterns of our yeah. weather. So we're already seeing, like, I mean, the fact that we've had, you know, last month we uh, had the, these... The typhoon uh, Koinu. I mean, yep. we saw in one hour 200 millimetres of rainfall yeah. in just one hour. Absolutely. It's, it's absolutely shocking. So, you know... We already have all these kind of crisscrossing tunnels. We've got our, you know, our MTR system, all of these sorts of things. But the um, the drainage tunnel that runs in the hills behind the city, you wouldn't even know it's there, and it has this incredible 
incredible impact Function, on how yeah. things happen. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think it's one of those things, I guess, I guess it's that thing, you know, we, we talk about rainstorm warnings. And I think, I don't know about you, but I often look back on my, like, my childhood in Hong Kong, and I can remember really, really bad rainstorms, like really bad rainstorms. Do you have any recollections? I remember walking in the rain a lot, um, but one particular name, no, I don't remember any of the typhoon names or oh, any. Oh, yeah. I see. I remember like knowing when it was a black rainstorm. I was once stuck Whoa. in the car with my mum and you know when it just comes out of nowhere yeah. and there was water rising up in the car and it's just, I remember it, you know, yeah. um, but it's it's fascinating that in Hong Kong we have these incredible, this incredible kind of incredible minds who work on solving a very, very complicated problem problem and even though we are you know a city that is where we are and we receive so much so much rain um yeah that we are able to handle it now one of the largest storage tanks in hong kong i didn't know this i wonder if you knew this lies beneath one of our best known landmarks the happy valley Racecourse. really yep Whoa. um so you know you're going there people going there in their thousands every wednesday evening um people running around the track and they have no idea they have absolutely no idea that underneath there there is a huge chamber it looks kind of like an empty underground car park but at its fullest it can hold 60,000 square meters of water or the equivalent to 24 standard swimming pools Whoa. I wonder if, if the jockey club knew that and wanted that place to be the jockey club. It's like good feng shui. You know, Maybe water means water, money. That's true. Yeah. Hey, I never thought about that connection. So it's like, yes, please, we'll take that yeah, land. That's fantastic. So it, it protects some of the world's most re expensive real estate. Sorry, some of Hong Kong's most expensive real estate and the race course itself. Um, but prior to this tank's creation in 2012, it was regularly inundated with rain, which destroyed the turf and required expensive repairs. Now, it's interesting because it also shows the Drainage Services Department, DSD's future plans to recycle rainwater citywide. So some of the water that falls on the rain racecourse is collected and reused for irrigation and to flush toilets in nearby housing estates. So like, again, there's a lot of like, I mean, and I know this from my work on Savvy Earth Savers on the Common Room on RTHK. You know, we think about some really kind of cool solutions to some of our most pressing problems and sometimes some of the solutions that come up never really get acknowledged because they're not very sexy <laughs> talking about like using rainwater to flush, to flush toilets, toilets is but very progressive it, in, in any city around the world we do that um in, in australia that's what my in-laws do oh yes you know? of course yeah. yeah and like to do it on the scale that we're able yeah. to do it in hong kong is it's, actually something that's quite it's noteworthy yeah. and we should be strangely proud of yeah. <laughs> that, that, that this is you know that Go this Kong. Go Hong Kong, yeah. um, for sure. So it's very interesting that this is, um, you know, when we talk about the water system, um, that, you know, some rain is collected and reused for irrigation and flushing water, but the most of it is dumped back into the sea. And this isn't fantastic because our city imports over 70% of its fresh water um, from mainland China. So with rising temperatures and having, you know, greater water insecurity around the world, periods of drought, periods that are very, very wet, it's really pushing Hong Kong and Hong Kong's drainage services department uh, to do more with the water that's falling. So there's a lot that needs to be done, but I find it very fascinating that 
we do have this incredibly fascinating history with um, drainage in our city. Cruz, I'm so <laughs> glad you shared this um, with us in your audio column. I shall be repeating some of those facts in the next party. I go to, not, not that I go to parties, <laughs> but, you know, if I... Yeah, well, if, if you do, I recommend you maybe yeah. don't talk about drainage yeah. services, to be honest, if you're not going to... <laughs> we never get invited. Maybe that's back. why we're not going to parties. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, thank you so much for your sharing, and I look forward to the next one. Bye for now. Bye. Doesn't seem to matter